everybody welcome back to another round of recommendations and reviews courtesy of myself josh treblecock alongside the first man of culture lou fitz and a very lucky special guest who is going to grace us with their presence very soon but before all that lou how you doing i got five pairs of dungarees and nowhere to go (laughs) have you got any dungarees no, I don't actually. I feel like I'm missing out. I, a lot of people, cool people, have dungarees. Would would you would you never wear one? Would you not add no, it to I, your? I really, I'm I'm in the market for some dungarees. I got five pairs, mate. And I, I, I... are they all the same color? Or <laughs> no, different? I've got I've got stone, stone. <laughs> I've got black. I've got green. I don't wear any of them anymore because I. I've seen the error of my ways. Well, are they not? So what are you saying? So you're now asking me if I'm going to wear dungarees even though you just sort of said, oh, yeah, they're not cool anymore. Well, Josh, why don't you wear them? Then? I'm not saying they're not cool, but I'm just saying that I'm not the guy to wear them. You're not the guy to carry that. I'll but... tell you exactly what happened. I called mum, I FaceTimed my mum and she said, what the fuck are you wearing? You look a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really put me off. It is difficult. I feel like parents, like they probably would have loved to, like, you know, they would have put you in dungarees all the time when you were young. She did. I've got photographic evidence Mine of it. Too. Mine too. And But now I feel like my mum would probably do the same thing. How are you doing, baby boy? I'm all right. I've got a bit of a got a bit of a cough. It's not COVID. You've it's had due to wear out. You've had every weekend, haven't you? I've had two weddings on the trot. I've been to seven weddings this year. Wow. Finished them all now. And I... Worth it? You, we should rank them. If I all your friends happier. listen, yeah. we should rank them in the quality of the wedding. So which one was better this week? Where'd you go this weekend? Were they outside London? Uh, well, they're all outside London. Actually, I've only been to one in London and I would say that it's definitely... All right, the way I'm going to play it yeah, is I've been to two vegan weddings. What? Yeah, I know. How Two vegan weddings. Oh, but the... the, the That's okay. just rude. Like, I ain't... Like, oh, we're all on... <sighs> no, no, you know what? You know what? I know, I know what you. I know what, what you're if people get, aren't you vegan? Don't knock it because it was actually pretty. It was decent. Both, both food. The foods at both weddings were were was delicious. Yeah, uh, one maybe more than the other. Um, but what I would say is. I still think that it's it's good to have a bit of a, a bit of a mix. You know, have some vegan, have some non-vegan stuff. You're a Colombian man. The man needs his pork. I know, but that's why it's impressive that I did a whole two vegan weddings. But anyway, on top of that, yeah, uh, did a stag do the night before the wedding. A vegan stag do. A vegan stag do. <laughs> before the wedding, yeah. And uh, in Crawley, of all places. Why? Oh, I, do, I do not know. You went to Octopus Bar? Like, I'm sure you went there. I know exactly where that is. It's near the train station. My friend got kicked out. He threw up uh, He threw up discreetly seven times outside. And uh, yeah, and then it, but yeah, it took him seven times before the bouncers realized he had been throwing up liquid that <laughs> they then kicked him out i was on the i was on the lash this weekend oh yeah yeah about? i went up north i went oh, to watch uh, i went to i went to wakey uh with uh a friend of the show christy Koish. um shout out christy love the boy to death so i was staying at his family's house and then we went over to manchester to watch uh man city versus everton in the in the football in the football match smash him smash him yeah, yeah. Uh, it was absolute fun and I had to buy four new wheels for Feeble Philip Um, anyway anyway Lou who have we got in the vacuum this week we are honoured this week to have Steve Bougea Steve Uh, Bougea he is a writer 
a comedian, an actor. Uh, most recently, or I guess best known for creating Buffering, uh, a sitcom on ITV2. And you can also hear him on BBC Radio 4, Economics with Subtitles. I think he's also been on the show you used to work on, right, Russell Howard Hour? Yeah, we, me and Steve uh, have never really met each other properly, but we were technically colleagues for like three years. Well, you're a dirty little goblin that works uh, in the archive uh, room. Archive room. <laughs> dust. Me and dust. Russell's never made eye contact with you, has yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the people who work on that show don't even know who I am. But I've been there the whole time, guys. Cool. Um, so this is our chat with Steve. Yes, and before we speak to the wonderful Steve Bujaya, uh we do our classic thing where we talk about oh, we have a little pasty bit yeah, on the table. This is the part where we, before we speak to him, we have a little go at thinking what he might recommend, what might be one of the titles that he brings up. So without knowing him too well, uh, but Luke, what, who, who, so what don't do want to offend him. Yeah. So because I don't know him, as, I've, I've got a couple of games with Steve. Wonderfully lovely, polite, funny man. Mm-hmm. Lovely bloke. I think he's quite a soft soul. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fair to say. I reckon he might be into things that will make him be happy, make him joyful, make him... He'll watch things that are going to... A little spring in his step. Yeah. As that is said, I'm going to say he likes Mary Poppins. I reckon that's going to be his thing. Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. Great shout. Musical. Great it's a musical, isn't it? Yeah, it's a musical. Okay, yeah. Never seen it, but yeah. Are you serious? You've never seen it? No. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> I, what the fuck? Where, where was your childhood? Uh, I, but you know what? On, on, the same, on the same path, I would also kind of say that he was a big musical fan uh, of a different kind. Now, I'm going to say Sister Act 2 is his favourite film. Oh, so it's the one with Lauren Hill in it. I think it's a big Lauren Hill and Whoopi Goldberg uh, okay. combination. <laughs> What's the bet this week? What we? What, what? Oh yeah, what are we? So uh, in the past we've done a pasty and it's gone up to various other things. So now this week it's going to be. I'll buy you a scarf. Scarf is getting cold. Scarf is yeah. Weather's to cough, so, yeah. You do. You sound very hilarious. husky. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, smoking these wonderful. Smoking cigarettes and haven't you? I did have a Cuban cigar the other day, which I think may have actually done this. They're illegal. They are illegal. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Cultural Vacuum, Steve Bougea! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Cultural Vacuum, Steve Bougea! Hey! Thanks, mate. You sort of said that as if there was going to be an applause. Because yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. There's no... room where there are chairs and there's no one in there. There's no one to <laughs> applaud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I haven't said I've done this, I've done this very room before with very similar yeah, number exactly. of people. I, I've, 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 played done, it. I've done an hour in here to similar, it's actually better numbers now. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. three of you. There's three of us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us, though. Yeah, thanks, no, for coming. thanks for coming on, Matt. We're very intrigued to hear it because you are uh, the star of and um, the creator of ITV2's Buffering. Yes. So we actually have someone who is in the arts, actually working within, as well as doing stand-up filming. You're at the forefront of creating, creating, creating cultural moments. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but as someone who has released something quite new, what is yeah. like? What's something else that you like? You've been uh, watching or listening to or playing recently? Oh, you enjoy them. Big other people should kind of get on. This morning, I watched um, Trying on Apple TV. Oh, seen yeah, that? Yeah. It's is that and the Rose yeah, Rose Paul, yeah. Uh, Andy Walton wrote it who is a very good writer and he um, so I watched the, this is the second series now I watched the first series in lockdown it's basically about a couple trying to adopt or try, yeah trying to get a kid basically and going through the adoption process and it's a really sort of convoluted difficult process yeah, it's yeah. so heartwarming and the script is so tight and so many great jokes in it um, and it's got a really good cast um, but I watched series one because I told you it was good right and um, American. And then, 
No, it's it's British, British, but okay. Apple TV, yeah, it's Apple TV. Um, set in Camden, not far from it. Uh, and I watched it, and then at the end of the last episode, I noticed who wrote it. And I was like, Andy Walter. And I realised I'd gigged with him ten years ago at Preston Frog and Bucket, oh. <laughs> and he was an open, he was open spot, and he he was really he was a fantastic writer, but he wasn't a performer. He, yeah. he, but we we bonded over our love of writing, and we, I never spoke to him ever again. Uh, I'm always he was stuck in my memory as open spot. I was like, he was really good, but he never kept doing stand up. I wonder, I bet he quit and nothing ever happened to him. <laughs> and then I was flipping, just watched his sitcom on Apple TV, and I was absolutely furious. I've never been so I was like, damn it, look how successful he is. That's so annoying that he's gone away and worked really hard for 10 years, and now he's, I've just enjoyed the thing accidentally that he wrote. I hate that. Are you uh, saying that this feeling's never going to go away, Steve? Is that, is it, is oh, it, no, the, uh, <laughs> the jealousy and the anger never does. <laughs> oh, shit. It only gets more intense. You just, instead of looking at people on what the week, you look at people on Apple TV. You just, yeah, you just yeah, like, yeah. you just go higher and higher. That's my level now. That's yeah. I imagine like Ricky Gervais is looking at Seinfeld, going fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you able to watch shows now with the or are you kind of like a film student? It's like every time you watch. Does it ruined like, it? I'm looking at the angles. I'm looking at the script. I'm looking at the dialogue. Uh, I'm not looking at the angles. I don't care about the camera stuff. <laughs> I, I have no interest in that. Uh, I do think about the story structure. Yeah, I do think like, oh, that's clever. What they've done there. They started the B plot a little bit later than you know all that. So I yeah, think of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it ruins it a bit. But I quite enjoy it. Most, and I trick myself into thinking I'm doing work by watching it. Yeah, well, right. I was going to say, it's all research. You know? Yeah, well, that's you what I was saying. And the great thing is, if I'm watching something and I think of one idea for my own stuff, yeah. that feels like, well, that's more productive than me just sitting in a room. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I yeah, that's what I always do sometimes. Well. I find like going to the cinema is quite good for that. You'll be sitting there. It's usually when, it's in moments where I always feel this is an excuse where you, it's obviously you can't pull your phone out in a, in a cinema. No. I feel like that's where my sort of best ideas for idea, you know, for TV shows and films I, I will eventually never write. Well, come to that. I have the excuse of being like, well, it's, it's too rude to pull my phone out and like start zapping out this idea. You know that thing of when you, you know, you're laying in bed and you were thinking of ideas when you're about to fall asleep. It's yeah. the most creative time. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. is this idea good enough I, to get I, I, out of bed for to yeah. write this down? <laughs> and you have to weigh up, like, how valuable is this idea? And I, I hate to think how many ideas I've lost. I can tell you the last, I, I, I have a, a thing of even if I have that idea, I will do it so I don't sleep very well. Yeah, <laughs> but the good. last. That was the thing that we used to do is we used to have a sort And of, he doesn't like we it. Whip out, we whip out ideas, we whip horrific ideas. Oh, yeah. And, and realize it. So, like, my recent one was, uh, it was like, a, it was going to be called, like, Vengeance of the Penguin. It's going to be like a. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Three, You're really close to sleep at this point. <laughs> three volume fucking story about a penguin that tries to assassinate the Brazilian president for fucking up the rainforest and thus melting Antarctica. Sure. Big old fucking... Uh, big issues you're dealing with that. Who would, who would make it hypothetically? How would you pitch that? Uh, who would you go to? Apple TV. They're, yeah. They're obviously the lookout. So I mean, Amazon. Just like Amazon. Amazon. I was going to say Bezos. Bit yeah. of Bezos money. Uh, I have a good connection to Channel 5, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 if, all right. if all fails, fails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, like, Hold on. Here's, here's my thing. So I was up north recently visiting family this weekend, yeah. So and I saw a horse walk down the street, and it did a shit. And then I saw two old men with shovels fighting over who gets to shovel the shit, <laughs> who gets wow. to pick it up for the roses. Uh, at what point does your life oh for their own individual roses they wanted the shit yeah they wanted to fertilise it I imagine yeah, not right. just collect it and I thought that was quite interesting could they not split the shit was it not splittable it, have you ever tried to split a cow shit I haven't but no you want to use it all don't you it's free yeah, shit well. <laughs> it's free it's free shit Steve so, welcome so, to the north so what uh, what's the idea that's a very good point actually well that, that was the opening scene the, the, the fighting over the oh, shit that's in the back yeah like, I get that I didn't see that that's brilliant yeah. Um, I mean, relatively quick. Um, 
but still a long time. So I think we came up with the idea in 20, maybe 17, summer of 2017, just really? when Love Island took off. So yeah. it was like, all right, Love Island's big now. Ian's big. Maybe we should capitalize on that. Um, and then we developed for another year and then we pitched for a bit and it got commissioned for the full series in Edinburgh 2019, uh, the last Edinburgh I did. And I remember, I remember the day very clearly. I was, I got a terrible review that day no. for my <laughs> for my Edinburgh show. Just awful. I was so down about it. But then I also found out I had a sitcom commissioned. And obviously, which one was I more focused on? Um, <laughs> so when my manager came in that night to the show, she was like, great news. And I was like, I'm fucking furious. <laughs> Have you read that? And she's like, Steve, it doesn't matter. You've got a sitcom. You can leave Edinburgh now. And I was like, no, there's no I've not sold enough tickets. This is terrible. <laughs> Edinburgh, Edinburgh is such a little bubble that you yeah, sort of forget yeah, that actually yeah. the whole point of doing Edinburgh is to try and get a to get out of doing Edinburgh um, but yeah when I found out I was getting a haircut um, so Ian rang me I was literally about to be seated and he went mate we've got a whole series commission and I was like oh my god this is amazing and then the hairdresser came over and went um, do you want to sit down now so then I just had like an hour where I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't like go on my phone or I just sat there. All I could tell is this hairdresser that I had the biggest news of my entire life and she didn't give a shit. She was just like, I don't really like uh, sitcoms that much. I was like, okay, cool. All right, great. And then just had an hour. Just like, what's, I, it, what's, I it, about? what's it about? Oh, what's it about? Pat? Oh. She didn't care. She didn't care. She didn't care. <laughs> she she didn't care anything about it. So yeah, I guess that was a two-year process. And then we, but then we made it very quickly. So we filmed the first two episodes pr- uh, before Christmas that year. But then the pandemic hit. Yeah. and delayed the whole thing by a year so that we filmed the next four episodes after the pandemic like we did all the music for example and oh, I, wow. I was like I feel like someone else should be doing this I, I don't know anything about music <laughs> and I, I'm like on Spotify I honestly know so little about music and I was on Spotify just like I found a song that I thought oh this sounds about right and I did that thing where Spotify just suggests more songs right so that's how we did it that's how I found I the music of buffering just to, to make you get the yeah that's what I thought yeah. so, so I would listen Oh, not physically. Yeah, are you there with a keyboard and some no, drums? No, I was like picking the songs that we're going to go in. So we, we need some this. tension, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, playing chopsticks on the piano. It's like, it's all I know. Um, so you actually got to choose like an original sort of like, like yeah we got to score it kind of like your own sort of yeah that was quite cool but I feel like really someone should have been paid to do that who's professional but um, budgets like I imagine as you yeah. go through Spotify you're like oh we have two grand so we can buy that song but can't oh there was song. mad limits like we were found out halfway through we were only allowed songs that were made in the UK <laughs> it's quite limiting um, did you know in France little fun facts because I always talk about my trip to France yeah 70% of the music in France is has to be legally French made that's in what, the played in the radio yeah yeah, yeah. that exists yeah. In the, on the radio yeah 70% of it it's very, it's a very it's nationalist policy yeah, yeah. interesting Paul, well it's good and bad I suppose but anyway it's, it's kind of like that over here I feel like it's only just recently you start hearing actual like but then again, then you have most sort of foreign artists who you know say like BTS and like they're all singing in English anyway, so it's like you know. Yeah, we, yeah, could, well, I suppose we couldn't have BTS on buffering. That was a real shame. Oh, so I would have happily scored the whole thing with BTS, but uh, was not allowed. Uh, that's, that's the money you need, there, but that is why we need to listen. Up. I was gonna say choosing your own score, having worked in like and knowing the amount of people that want to go and like create like a, a Tarantino style soundtrack for their TV show, yeah, or their or whatever and then you find out that like one song like the entire oh totally one thing I learned doing it was that there are just so many variables that you cannot control like I'm really um, I don't criticise other people's shows anymore because I now realise how much goes into it yeah. and like how many things can go wrong like it's not usually anyone's fault it's just like loads of little things like like the fucking pandemic just made it yeah. so hard. I mean, it's cut so many scenes because of too many group scenes and stuff like that. Really? And you just have no idea what goes into it. And um, until you do it, you're like, oh God, this is a nightmare. Like it's great. It's the best yeah. thing in the world. But you realize it's not 
as simple as just writing something and it being exactly what you imagined. It was actually much more difficult than I thought it was going to be because you're so sensitive to any feedback. And I remember my neighbors watched it and they said nothing but lovely things, but I would like overanalyze what they said. So like they said something like, oh, we got to episode five and we really oh. loved it. So then obviously I took from that is like, well, they must hate it then. Why have they not watched episode six? <laughs> but in reality, they're just busy. haven't had time to watch episode six. It's another 30 minutes, Margaret. You yeah. Lazy yeah. No, it's 22. It's 22 on the hub. <laughs> So now you're part of the ITV family. Huh. Uh, did you get tickets to the audience of the bell? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. <laughs> I went to an ITV party. I went to an ITV party last night, and um, it's like their big end of year thing. And I'm so out of my depth. And I um, are you allowed to say who you met when we uh, met Brian May? Ooh. Yeah, I met Brian May. Uh, I met Adam Lambert. Uh, the, I met Demo O'Leary. I met all the yeah, you know, all the normal ITV people. Big guys. The big guys. Uh, and the deck. Lorraine. And the deck weren't there because Anna Deck in Wales doing the the I'm Oh, is that back on? It's back on. So they weren't. But uh, met Ian Sterling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> met Joel Domit. But it was very cool. Went down the red carpet. Oh, first nice. red carpet. But obviously, I'm very conscious of no one knows who the hell I am. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was like smart. So I was wearing this like blue suit. I thought I'd be like cool and wear something like distinctive. So I bought this blue suit, spent so much money on it. It was absolutely pointless waste of time. And I wore a white t-shirt and white trainers thinking, yeah, this would be cool. This is ITV2. And obviously no one cares what I'm watching. And I'm like, I, I, I went with my tour manager because I'm single. Uh, um, uh, I, I fantasize about who I would take to the red carpet and yeah. it'd probably be my mum or something. I thought about taking my mum, but I think she would hate it. So I took Katie, my manager, who I don't know if she appreciated it or not, but, she, uh, but I had to do this thing. There's like bits where the paps take photos and I was conscious of, they don't want to take my photo because I'm not going to be in the newspapers the next day. So they're, they're going to make no money at me. But I also want to get my photo taken. So I was like, I have to like, it's quite embarrassing to go stand in front of them knowing that they don't. So I was like, stood in front of them. And like this PR lady sort of goes, this is Steve Bouchard and sort of says to them who you are. And then they politely go, oh, Steve, <laughs> Steve. But I, I'm not even sure they're clicking the button. Like, I, like they're just holding the camera up. Flashes. <laughs> <laughs> I like, stood there longer and go, guys, it doesn't seem to be uh, flashing. Do you want to do another one? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we've done it, Steve. Uh, and Emily Atax here now. Can you move on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a fun, fun night. And we um, joined on at Hostel. It was very good. And uh, and then uh, went to a party with Free Bar. Ooh. And I thought it'd be this cool showbiz party. It was a cool showbiz party. There was lots of famous people. I obviously didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm single. I'm on TV. I'm at a showbiz party. This is this can only go one way, obviously. I'm definitely... So it doesn't get better is what you're saying. No, yeah. And what I'm saying is nothing happened. It was an absolute disaster. Oh, uh, there's a the picture. There he is. Oh, We're looking at it now. Producer, producer Paul. Who's that? That's not me. Oh. Are you kidding? Wow. Producer Paul has found something. Can we grab that from him? Can you find my actual picture? Steve Bouger, but it's not actually. So it says Steve Bouger. Yeah. <laughs> That's not me. Who the fuck's that guy? How did you find that? Okay. This is and you're in it. Fucking travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy? Why is he pretending to be me? Paul, but he's handsome though, but. And he looks enough like me. I imagine what's happened is the PR person said, I reckon that's Steve Bouger. And then. <laughs> But that's not me. Can you find, if you find my actual one, you I will love get, you. You might need to get your manager involved. Um, clearly, I've been, <laughs> I've been replaced. I can't believe that. So have they spelled my name right? Yeah, they spelled yeah, it right. I haven't done that right. That's the hard bit. Oh, yeah. That's the hard bit. But they've got the wrong guy. Is your name Maltese? Are you Maltese? Yeah. Maltese, yeah. Because Josh, Josh has a, his surname is Treblecock and he's uh, Colombian. Oh, that is cool. Um, 
you uh, whereabouts did you kind of grow up? I grew up in England, uh, but my it's very boring. Uh, it would have been better if I. Your London, London boy, great. Uh, no, Hertfordshire, like Essex, Hertfordshire. Um, okay. um, but my grandparents are both Maltese, and um, well, one's dead, but the other one is still Maltese, and uh, and they, uh, they moved over from uh, more like in the 50s. Was there a lot of like Maltese culture in your family? Um, a little bit. They tried to like, yeah, food and stuff like that, and they tried to teach me some language, and I didn't didn't learn it. Music is like Maltese language. Um. I don't know much about Maltese music. First. I don't. I don't. Know. I've been there like those times yeah. with families. I've got this family. Like one of my like second cousins is the prime minister or something like that. But it's what? such. But it's not impressive because that's like saying that's like saying oh my you know second cousin is the mayor of uh, like this really small What's bridge end. Do you know what I mean? The it's capital of Malta. The letter. The letter. I think I'd be Malta's so small, so it's not really. It is an island. Yeah. Well, it is an island. Yeah. It's exactly like an island. An island. Um, Very rocky beaches. Um, but. Yeah, I've got this family there, and uh, but I don't really. I should utilize my Maltese much more. I feel like in I what play. sense? How would you do it? Yeah. <laughs> I just it would make me more distinctive as a yeah, like the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be my celebrity show. <laughs> Malteser. Um, but as you sort of growing up and stuff like that, what were your kind of like? What were you listening to? What were you watching? Like, were you a big kind of like gamer? Or anything? Um, like, were you really I, I was a gamer in the sense I played. Um, I mean, I do some stand-up but I played a lot of Train Simulator. <laughs> um, so that was a big part of my life um, as a kid um, and sort of actually sums up what I was like um, that gives you a fairly good education of what my childhood was like um, a lot of time just sat on my own playing train simulator and there's you know there's actually not a lot of sleep between stations um, so you just sort of you just, cru- you just cruise it no you don't steer it they've got tracks for that so you just uh, you- <laughs> did you just say they steer it no you don't steer it that's what I mean. no you, you just so you press you just accelerate you just yeah yeah we just doing the, the engine and um <laughs> And then you stop it. That's the crucial bit. Yeah, You'll you stop it at the station and, and you've got to open the doors and then you've got to close the doors uh, and do then you, you go again. Do I have a favourite train? Do I have a favourite train? Yeah. I do have a train, yeah. Which um, train? Well, the Shinkansen in uh, Japan. Okay. From uh, Bullet Train, yeah, Kyoto oh, okay. to Tokyo. That's my favourite train. But if you're talking British, yeah. uh, big fan of the Pendolino. It's quite basic. But What's I, that one? It's the West Coast Main Line. The Ooh, London to Manchester. Well, it gets to Edinburgh eventually. But got a car now, mate. Yeah, you've been on. Lo- oh. You must be on loads of times. <laughs> um, in fact, I so I, I've been on tour with Ian, opened him for him recently, and he. Um, I do a bit of material. I talk about trains and all And uh, we were in Norwich, and I got a DM after the show. Oh, I know, yeah, uh, from a girl. Uh, and yeah, I know. I was excited. Finally. I know exactly. Creating the yes. show's paying off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I've just seen your picture and get images. You look really handsome. It's not me. Um, um, have you found it yet, Paul? No. You'll let us know. Fucking <laughs> disaster. This is a disaster. Anyway, got this DM in Norwich, and it said, um, "Hey, heard you like trains. My boyfriend, or oh, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, boyfriend owns a train." Do you want to come drive? Do you want to come drive one tomorrow? And I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And she like replied, and it's like, "Yeah, you, we own some trains. Do you want to? You can drive it tomorrow." And I was like, "This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me." So I was in Norwich for the next day anyway because we had the show of the night. So they were like, "At twelve, we'll come pick you up and take you to the trains." So I got in a I got in a car with two random strangers, <laughs> and they ran a train on you. And they, and they, uh, they, uh, they killed me. Uh, no, um, no, no, they drove me to um, where do we go on the coast uh, by Norwich. 
Great Yarmouth, is it? King's Lynn. No, it's not Great Yarmouth. That's West. Uh, anyway, that wherever that coastal town is by Norwich. Uh, and they, yeah, this guy's a train enthusiast with a few others, and they've bought like thirty trains. And they on you know on the sidings next to actual train tracks, oh, yeah. they bought that off National Rail, and they just had some tracks and loads of train carriages, and they sort of do them up for like filming or right. for oh, okay. stuff like that. Um, but he had one that actually worked, and took me there, put a high vis on, um, and he, I got in the train and I got to drive it like not very far because he, he didn't have that. He had more trains than track, you know. But uh, <laughs> he go back and forth. He was all trains, no track, you know that sort of guy. And yeah. uh, he, I got. Maybe 50 meters up, and he's like, Right, come on, go back now. I'm like, Yeah, and it went backwards. <laughs> reversed. Yeah, reversed. And it can only go forward and backwards, but it was one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. Oh my God. Yeah. Fantastic. And they were real train nerds. He yeah, worked, yeah, yeah. he's an engineer, and she um, was a train guard. So, a real train cup power couple. <laughs> and um, and it got to the point where, because I obviously stage sort of play up how into trains I am. Like, I, I like them, but I'm not like a complete nerd. So in the car there, it's sort of basically this moment where they were talking about really specific engines and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to come clean. I'm not that much into trains. <laughs> it's just yeah. a joke. It's, it's a just joke. a persona, guys. Do you know, all of this is for Instagram. Can we just... <laughs> Light up a Billy Bifter and kick a dog, (laughs) (laughs) something like that. Because you could like off stage. I'm like, I don't fucking like trains. I'm just an absolute lad. Ian drops the Scottish accent finally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not a big music guy. Like I, I like it. So I don't have. So I listen to a lot of like pop punk. I guess when I was growing up, to so like okay. Blink One Eight Two and all those lot. Oh, yeah, and I sort of still just listen to that. Like I haven't really developed my my sound. We do, we do. Yeah. Come across this quite a bit. The music you listen to, and how old were you? Been like. Yeah, like fifteen, sixteen. So I, you just stop. Don't you? you just that stop trying to new. Yeah. Um, I listened. The first album I really got into. This is so lame. Is the feet fit the feelings. Uh, 12 stops from time oh my god I and I just loved it I was like this is magical and I'd listen to it what I do with music is I listen to the same song over and over again yep. until I get bored uh, I'll just do it that's, that's been like three days just the same song over and over again I'll get bored tomorrow and then I'll find a new one yeah um, kind of like as a writer did you always look at like would you look at like, the lyrics of the song that no. Like, not be? <laughs> no no it's about the feeling I think I was going to say it's more about the musical yeah. yeah it's how it makes you feel I love like going into like a trance when I listen to music and just go into my daydream world that's what I sort of do yeah, but I'm not a big like aficionado. More into films, more into films yeah, and films TV. and TV, TV shows really is what I yeah. nerd out on. Like, Do you always want stuff? To write TV? Is that- um, I don't think I ever thought it was a possible job. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're younger, you don't. I didn't. I wasn't really in that world. Yeah. Like all my friends' parents were like lawyers and bankers and stuff. So I thought that's all you could do. Yeah. Um, uh, but I definitely was obsessed with I was always obsessed with Christmas specials and it sounds really specific but I always thought they're such a magical yeah. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. like if a single's big enough to have a Christmas special that's always been my dream to write a Christmas so because it was so heartwarming and lovely yeah, yeah. Um, so like I was obsessed with Gavin Estate when I was growing up yeah. um, and <laughs> a TV show I used to love when I was a bit younger a show called Dream Team on Sky oh, One yeah. about the football team what's it about? Uh, Harchester Harchester United Oh, I know it. And they used to like yeah. uh, footage of actual Premier League matches. Yeah. And then colour colour color in the teams whoever was winning in like purple shirts. Yeah. It was really incredible how they did it. Yeah, it was really ahead of its time. Really impressive. And the it probably looking back on it, it was pretty terrible in terms of the plot. <laughs> but I loved it. Is so this much. Where, where the crowd was CGI'd in or what you know, like graphic yeah, well, in? They, no, yeah, they would just paint the crowd. So say you'd be here like, you know, Villa against Liverpool, they would just paint paint all the Villa fans purple. Yeah. Lots of very completely yeah, purple people in the crowd. Yeah, and they used Millwall Stadium as the stadium. 
with yeah, the dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh my god, I loved it because it, <laughs> it was Sky as well. I guess they had the rights to the Premier League. Yeah, I was gonna say, so they could, like, football is wide. Never showed. Uh, no, it was much more about the football. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. I mean, it was Ted Lasso before Ted Lasso, basically. Yeah, yeah without the smartness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, would, 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 would a football thing be your next sort of project? But obviously, Ted Lasso, well, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso sort of cornered that. For yeah, we started writing a football comedy, which is actually like Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso came out. We were weak. Ted Lasso's right. so good, right? Very good. I, I hate when everyone like um, goes on about a show. You know, when like it gets this zeitgeisty thing of like, oh my god, Ted Lasso's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I sort of put off watching it. I was like, I can't be that good. Yeah. I hope it's not that good. And then I watched it. I was like, fuck, it's really, good. It's really good. It's really, <laughs> really annoying. It's just so warm, eh? yeah, it's so yeah. sweet. Um, what about okay? So favorite films and stuff like that. What were your? What would you kind of say? If you want to recommend anything? I watched. Uh, oh my god, what's it called? Uh, Cameron Mulligan's film that Emerald Fennell wrote. Oh yeah, Promising Young Woman. That's it. Um, I absolutely love that film. Yeah. Like I left that film just thinking, oh my god, this, that's one of the best things I've seen maybe ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ending is just so good. Yeah. Um, I watched James Bond the other day. Was How was that? Movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it actually. Yeah. Oh, I was right. I, I called my mum. She's like, you can watch it. I'm like, no, because it looks shit. And, and she's like, oh, it's a British institution. You got to watch it. I'm like, that makes me not want to watch it even more. Have you not yeah. watched Keeping Up with the James Bond, the Daniel Craig James? No, well, because when I was doing my A levels, we had to study um, <sighs> the fucking the first one, the Daniel Craig. Yeah, that one. And the product placement was so obvious, it oh, yeah. sort of ruined the film for me. And I don't, I don't know if they still do it. Oh, I mean, I'm not a purist in that sense. He whips out a Heineken for that. Because he whips out a Samsung a Heineken, smashes the bottle on his yeah, head, and winks, and then turns around, right, winks yeah. at the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's shit. Ruined it for me, and you're there sipping a Heineken going, this, does, this, <laughs> yeah. this stuff doesn't even work on me. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this product placement is awful, but <laughs> I went to the cinema for the first time on my like on my own this week. Oh, that's a big moment. Yeah. Just to the to the Ritzy where because we were hey, in yeah, a similar part of London. What did you see? I saw uh, last night in Soho. Great film. Because I heard it's good. Yeah. Edgar Wright, obviously amazing, and I find Anya Taylor Joy alluring. Sure, we can say that, can't we? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's a nice, it's a polite way of putting it. She's ornate. Yeah. She's right. ornate. Tell you what film I watched at the Ritzy. Um, one of the sort of, I wouldn't say it's art house but yeah, the Ritzy shows sort of slightly cooler films. Yeah. That, um, cool know, guy, cool City film. World, City yeah. World art show. Uh, actually, one of the dates of this film. Okay. Um, and let me tell you, did not see her again. Uh, uh, her Based choice. Based on her choice. Um, <laughs> uh, um, um, uh, I was like, oh, I'll take you to an ITV party. And she's like, no, thank you. Um, um, you can be on the red carpet. It's quite literally a dream for many people. Yeah. Um, no, your company's so bad that I'm not even going to do that. Um, anyway, the film was, I can't remember what it's called now. Last, but anyway, the premise was these guys, it's a true story, who drink every single day. Oh, yeah. Another round. Yeah, Another was, round, that's oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, didn't like really it. great. No, I loved it. Oh, she didn't like it. Oh, the day. Oh no, she liked it. She didn't like me. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> oh no, she loved the film. <laughs> she was like, "There's nothing wrong with the film at all." Brilliant uh, film. But this date has been terrible. So that tells you what's wrong with the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was actually from that. Oh, That's a phenomenal um, film. Though. Really great film. Really like what a great interesting topic yes. to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought they dealt with it in a really interesting, like the darker side. Yeah. They weren't too heavy with it. Um, obviously that is a film basically about a, it's a Danish film yeah and it's about a group of guys who are all in their teachers kind of like, they're all teachers yeah. they're all kind of like mid 40s yeah midlife crisis midlife crisis and they're all basically they come across this like one of them says that there's a study that apparently if you drink a certain amount a day just a tiny little bit every day it will, it will increase your kind of serotonin or something like yeah, that yeah make you happier make you happier but obviously if you're drunk every single day you will be slightly happier yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then obviously they kind of sort of show how each of these four or five guys their lives kind of like 
differ. They all kind of go the same route. They're all fucking. They all unravel in different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so good. There's all the memes of Mads Mads Mikkelsen like drinking champagne for like the final scene because it's his birthday the other day. Oh, yeah. And you're a bit like, yeah, but that seems way darker than you realise. <laughs> yeah. Like, Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't want my birthday to be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really good. I enjoyed that film. Yeah. And I've been putting, putting that into practice actually recently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your like favourite film, like favourite TV show? Um, I, Step Brothers. Yeah. I think it's oh, my go-to. Okay. Like, yeah. if you like Step Brothers, we're probably gonna yeah. get on yeah i think it's just a very funny silly yeah, yeah, yeah. film uh that's probably one of my favorites wedding crashes i used to absolutely love as really? a yeah as a teenager i was obsessed with it. I thought, this is the i just never seen anything like it i was like this is so funny but now i'll probably, <laughs> probably watch it again i'm like ah it's not that good actually is it the cut of the the women falling show oh yeah just boobs just boobs everywhere that makes every scene better and then oh, I like Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn in that film is brilliant. Have partnered a wonderful little dynamic, haven't they? I feel like Vince Vaughn was operating between like old school and like wedding crashes and like pretty much every film that Vince and like Anchorman, even in it seems in that mm. Vince Vaughn was like my favorite actor of like the early two thousands. Yeah, he did great. He really, I feel like he made his money and got out. And then, yeah, they never did anything good again. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. <laughs> I lived in America for, for a while and that was quoted because Americans have a very different concept of quote, the quotability of films. I suppose we do it with Partridge and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the, like Step Brothers is one of the most quoted films. Old school. Like, we're streaking in the quad. Yeah. Guys, we're, um, what else? Yeah. Talladega Nights, I felt, went really under the ra- radar. But what I think what happens to Will Ferrell is... He made so many good films, or has made so many good films, we forget just how good he is. Yeah. Just how funny he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. when he makes a bad one, or one that doesn't just doesn't quite hit the mark, I'm thinking of um, uh, Basketball One. Oh, so we put I don't think it quite hit the mark. Yeah, that's I didn't watch that. That's quite a funny film, man. Well, he's consistently. I think yeah. also he feels a little bit of its time, like 10 years ago. Like yeah, he was, yeah. it feels maybe now the time's yeah, gone yeah. for. I felt like doing my like Anchorman two didn't really help as well. Like that was quite a good. I mean, it was Anchorman one was was good, but like, I it, like Anchorman one is a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it would Anchorman be. In, two, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. um, he. I did. I quite enjoyed your was it uh, the Eurovision film. Oh, so uh, I watched it once. Elena was in that, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Just yeah, popped yeah. up, and I was like, "Oh right, she's dead." <laughs> that's annoying. That's that's she's more successful than that. Than, uh, um, uh, you were in buffering. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> acting with Will Ferrell. Uh, this is probably a better experience for her. Um, that's the story she'll tell on podcast. Not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I watched it once and I was like, mm, it's fine. But then I was forced to watch it again just because my family watching it. And, that's yeah. Like, yeah. and I was like, actually, this is pretty decent. Like, it's a, yeah. it's a good, funny, feel good. I feel like as a fan of Eurovision, I can say that it actually did quite, it did, it's, it sort of, it both took the piss and also at the same time, like, was... Uh, it was accurate, wasn't it? Yeah. It, was. it represented the silliness and yeah. didn't kind of uh, undermine it too much. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a really, yeah, like, but yeah, it did It did take a couple of watches to kind of go, oh, I'm getting this now. Yeah. And Jamie Dimitri was there, which is and cool. And Jamie Dimitri, yeah, Is he? Yeah. And Tash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah really the other person, similar sort of time, maybe slightly before, I, who's now maybe uh, not as in favour, uh, Adam Sandler. I was just obsessed with Adam Sandler growing up. Oh. I just thought, oh, wow, how can you be that funny? How can one man be that funny? Yeah. Um, I guess that, I think that maybe is where my, interesting comedy stars like films like that like uh yeah, yeah. um big daddy, big daddy and oh, happy yeah. Gilmore. exactly Water Boy. 
Billy Madison, yeah. They're all like really funny films. And obviously, you've maybe done some stuff since that isn't really good. But Funny People was really good. See, Shut I, up with us. See, I sort remember when two part film. Came out, and I remember being like, I remember being with this girl at the time and being the choice. And I think it was probably where the relationship started to break down. It's because it came out of Inglorious Bastards as well. And I was like, no, brilliant film. I think, yeah, exactly. It's a much, I think it's a much better film yeah. than Funny People. But I was like, we should date. <laughs> where were you 10 years ago, fucking up? So yeah, we went to go see Funny People. And I just remember it being really cold after that. <laughs> what, the relationship? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she likes it. Film in it because it's like especially two films. Yeah, I've seen John Lovato talk about it, and it's like a film about a guy meeting his son up here in the first half, and then a film about a guy dying in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. literally does have a halfway point that he just changes. It is and it's really long. I feel like it's, I need to probably go back and watch it, but I don't think I've seen it because I remember having really high hope for that film and it not being as funny as I wanted yeah. it to be. And then kind of actually realizing that's probably because other also John episode films go on for quite long. Yeah, he's not known for brevity. Exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of a bit good word. Yeah. It was good word. I've just watched. You know those. You probably advertised them. You know those masterclasses. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I find like, like I got it for my birthday, and uh, I watched the gelato one, oh. and it's amazing. Really? It's so good. Yeah. It's like eight hours of him talking about how to write a funny film, oh, um, okay. and he's just so articulate and interesting, yeah. and like really likable. And he talks a lot about that film and uh Freaks and Geeks and all just all of his work really. Yeah. Is that uh, something you consider doing yourself, right? Films. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah. Long term, yeah. yeah. I would love to. Um yeah. yeah, that's sort of the dream really to be able to write funny things. Because you're at the trajectory now where it's like so you've worked behind the camera beforehand and now you now you're an on camera personality. Sure. And then would you like so would you obviously like to go back and it's kinda of like what all the greats do. They then go back and return back behind the camera. So Orson Wells, like Vince McMahon, like they all fucking take Vince it. McMahon. Yeah. What <laughs> reference? Not I don't think anyone's ever said Orson Wells, Vince McMahon in that kind of that, <laughs> in, that, in that order. Uh, and the rock is always another one I used to love wrestling actually. We talk about fair TV shows. I was obsessed with wrestling oh, as a kid. Oh, 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 Oh my god, I was so into wrestling. And actually, I think wrestling and comedy are just so similar in that. Yes, they are. All right, well, we're here every week. We're going to start doing a quote from The Rock. So (laughs) this, because we we quote The Rock to get ourselves gypped up. So uh, Josh, this week, our quote from The Rock is, when opportunity comes knocking, kick in the door, shake that bitch by the hand and say hello. (laughs) That's The Rock, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing that I like to try and get out of guests is to sort of see him each week. We had Jeff Innocent. I didn't have the the bottles asking him if he liked wrestling, but he of course he doesn't like wrestling. But Wrestling fans back in the day, were you watching The Rock and Stone? Oh my god, Stone Steve Austin was my hero. I now look, I now look back and I'm like, he's probably a Republican. Um, so I, actually, I think politically very different people. But uh, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I remember watching. My my mum got me tickets to go see it. I was caught. Oh, cool. Um, and it was when like they didn't come over very often. They came over once a year, and it was called Insurrection. And I, it was like all I wanted for my birthday. And bless her, like she paid over the odds for it, like for my tout, and when. And I got so excited that I vomited. <laughs> I was like 12 years old. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, you know, yeah. you're just so excited. I just like vomited everywhere. And she's like, we can't go. You're real. I was like, no, it's just excitement. Mom. <laughs> this is normal. It might be why she didn't want to come to the red carpet with you. <laughs> uh, oh my God, I love wrestling. There's one episode of Raw that I think about all the time when I'm writing. Because it's just such a beautifully constructed like episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Where... Stephanie McMahon, the daughter of Vince, goes missing. Well, no, has been abducted by the Undertaker. Yeah. And 
and he brings her out to do a, 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 a wedding to marry her to be like <laughs> Satan's wedding. It's dark shit, actually. <laughs> Aimed at kids, this. So she is on a cross, tied to a cross. The Undertaker is about to marry this unwilling bride. And I don't know how old she is at this point. She can't. She might. Like 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is like a 50 year old man about to marry her. It's a crime. Anyway, Monday night television. <laughs> yeah. um, and on Sky Sports. And, uh, and Vince McMahon is begging Stone Cold Steve Austin to help him. And Stone Cold Austin hates Vince McMahon. They hate each other. And like all Vince McMahon's mates try and stop The Undertaker. And they all get beaten up by Undertaker's mates. And it's like this lovely big moment. It's like, oh my God, they're gonna, he's going to marry Stephanie McMahon. What can I, no one can stop this happening. And then Stone Cold's music hits. And it's the glass <laughs> smashing. And he just, dun, 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 dun. and it's like, and you hear the, 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 the commentator going, oh my God, it's Stone Cold. Stone Cold's here. He's going to save the day. And he just goes right down and beats the shit out of him. Just in Inexplicably, he's able to beat them. No one else is. And uh, unties Stephanie McMahon and then beats The Undertaker. And then Vince McMahon comes down and hugs his daughter. And they're like crying. And like, even though Vince hates Stone Cold, like Vince like looks at Stone Cold and says, thank you. And I was just thinking like, oh, fuck, that is like perfect storytelling. It's beautiful. Like the bad guy get gets beaten by the even badder guy. And then the good guy saves the bad. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Why are you looking at me? Oh, I get to ask a question every week. He gets to ask most of them, but I get to ask right. one. That's the dynamic, is it? And you're... <laughs> I'm a self... I, he's a safe pair of hands. I'm the renegade. I can kick the table over and walk out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Mark, <laughs> um, uh, well, you always phrase it, as Josh, as what's your guilty pleasure towards the guest, but a few guests have called us up on it because they'd be like, well, I'm not guilty of it. Sure. And you have already spoken about wrestling and... Uh, well, you should be. You should be. <laughs> I've, hardly, I've hardly portrayed a cool guy image. <laughs> oh, you know what I did watch the other day? I got sent on Instagram. Um, <laughs> it was a video of stones being taken out of cow's feet. <laughs> I've seen it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. It's so satisfying. Like giant <laughs> stones, like really giant stones yeah. getting taken out of this sort of fleshy... Oh, it's brilliant. It's oh brilliant. my God. There's a, there's a doctor who films them all and he's gone, oh, fuck, is he... I, 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 have you seen... There's a, there's a, there's a doctor, a chiropractor... Right. ...for animals. Yes. And he adjusts, like, horses. Oh, so, like, he'll, he'll, go up to a, he'll go up to, like, a fucking horse and, like, get it by the neck. <laughs> give it give, give it oh, one of them. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Crack its oh, neck. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh. But there's something about uh, taking things out of holes and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it's very satisfying. Um, Sorry, I've gone. Uh, <laughs> but it's really, yeah, I watched that. And, like, Ian got me into um, spot popping. Oh, oh yeah, Doctor Pimple, yeah, yeah, but like some actually darker shit than that. Um, <laughs> some like really like when it's like ingrown hairs, yeah, and oh. then like oh, it just bursts, oh. and it's like oh god, I love it. Yeah, I, I think that that stuff for me is like weirdly satisfying. If I was going to do any other job, I think it would be well, maybe not that because you need medical. You'd need to be medical, medically trained, I imagine, to do that. Well, I don't know. No, I think actually, a here's a little myself, sleep so. behind the curtain. Um, Ian loves doing it. 
he loves pump. Oh, he physically. He yeah, he loves doing it as well. So sometimes I get blackheads, and honestly, he like gets excited. He gets excited, and I sort of let him do it as a little treat. Um, if we have like a good day of writing, I'm like, go on then. You can burst some spots, and it'll like burst a few. Does he put on gloves? No, no, no. Just, oh, we wash and stuff yeah. afterwards, but we're in the, we're in yeah. the shower. I yeah, mean, yeah, we're, yeah we're naked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've never said that in public before. I hope, that's, <laughs> hope, hope, hope that doesn't get in the newspapers. Um, <laughs> I'll be on the front page. You won't be. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll use a photo of a different guy. <laughs> anything else you'd like to like plug or recommend or where can find you? I would recommend my own tour. I am doing stand up tour next year in May, June, July. And the dates are on my website, stevejo.com. And what's yeah, it called? It. Do you know what it's called? Has it got a it's name? It's called Steve Joe tried to start his own nickname. Brilliant. But it's not really about that. It's just a stand-up show. Um, but it'll be funny and silly. I think I'll be doing we're about to book in Soho Theatre and there's various dates around the UK. Fantastic. Um so yeah, come to that. Or just watch my stuff on YouTube or whatever. Follow me on Instagram. Or buffering on ITV. Oh yeah, go and watch buffering is still oh, watch, watch buffering is still available on the ITV hub. <laughs> go and watch that. And if you have access to a train. Please yeah, get in DM touch. Me. Please get DM in touch me. with Steve because <laughs> I don't. I don't want any flirty DMs. I'm not interested. No. Send me no. train-based train DMs. Exactly. And we'll still hunt for this like, picture of you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've made up the story. You're like, yeah, sure, Steve, you were there. The wonderful Steve Bajaya there. What a chat. What a guy. Good. Oh, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, Steve's just left. We're, we've done a little, little pause while they throw casks down the stairs of the studio. And while we hunt for the picture of him on Getty that is not of him, but it is of that magician guy. Pete like, Furman. Pete Furman. Yeah, they look very similar. But what an absolutely amazing chat. I had a great time chatting to Steve. We did, we did, we did. And Lou, if people like this sort of thing, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Personally, I find it quite a toxic environment. <laughs> We have to go on yeah, it. Shit is <laughs> it gives me stress every time I go on the app. I thought about this the other day, and I will, it's at the Cultural Vacuums, and the Cultural Vacuums were on Twitter as well. Mm. But really, just listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. You've already done this. Share it with your mates. Leave a leave a message. Subscribe, stars, all that stuff, because we want to keep doing more. And we've got some cracking guests coming up. Wonderful guests lined up. We've got big plans for the future, but it doesn't happen unless you keep listening. Mm. Literally, it won't happen. Um, but I was thinking about Instagram. Yeah. The guy that made it, Zuckerberg, eventually, you know, because Facebook, it, yeah, he yeah. bought it. But Facebook, for example, it was it, it was based off, like, basically hot or not. Like, he made it to rape the women in his uni, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Zuckerberg, like... And twenty years later, it's a it's a flagon of shit. I hate it so much, but we have to use it, don't definitely we? Definitely the wrong. You're definitely talking about the wrong thing, as well. Am I? Yeah. Well, we'll cut this bit out. Thanks for listening. Oh, and by the way, Cuban cigars are legal, so smoke away. Yeah, we should record. We should record different versions of that because we don't actually know. It's like, yes, they are legal, Lou. No, they're legal. They're illegal. Have a cigarette. Calm down. Here we go. Have a cigar. <laughs> Maybe don't have a cigar. <laughs> Bye. Bye.